So tonight, <clears throat> we're in our series, The Spirit of Truth. And this is the most important night we've had right here. So just tell yourself, I'm glad I showed up. Amen. <clears throat> um, so tonight, um, I, want, I want to look at, we're, we, last week we, we looked at the person of the Holy Spirit, just talking more about the fact that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not an it, he's not a thing, um, he's not some, you know, you know, some kind of spirit that's in, you know, movies like in the Twilight Zone or something. It's not, it's not, the Holy Spirit is not spooky. I'll just say that. That's the best way to say it. He's not a spook. Amen? Um, he's very entreatable. He's very open. He's, he's, he wants to be used, but a lot of the things that he gets blamed for or says that he does, is not the Holy Spirit. When I, when I first was born again, and after Becky and I got married, and just some of the circles that we were in, and the groups of people that we were with, you know, you'd get around people, and, and they would say really strange things, and it was just, you were made to believe that what they were doing was spiritual, you know? I'm, say I was one of those that I was thinking about, and I walk in the room, and I get close to Dale here, and I may, you know, close my eyes and say, oh, Dale, I'm, I'm getting something. Getting what? <laughs> you know? And, I, and I'm thinking, oh, oh, man, oh. You know, and then they might shake, or they might do something, or fall on you, or do, or, or, or whatever. I mean, and I'm not saying that in the presence of God, there's not manifestation and demonstration, but it's the demonstration is not the spiritual part of it. <laughs> the spiritual part of it is the Holy Spirit, right? And He is not goofy and weird. And, and, and I think sometimes that the Holy Spirit wants to do things in us and through us but sometimes I think we miss him because we just don't understand that that was him. So that's why we're talking about this. That's why we spent time. I just really encourage you to go back and listen to the, to the messages that we're teaching on this. Just go back. Don't, don't just let it go in one ear and out the other, but meditate on it and spend some time on it. Just go on the website and you can download them. They're free. Just get the messages and, and spend time allowing God to show you some things about the Holy Spirit so that you're aware of how He operates. And tonight, that's what we're going to talk a little bit more about. How does He help us? He's the helper. How does He do it? So, I just I want to read... Um, I want to read John 14 and 16 again, but I want to read it in the Amplified. 
Jesus said this. This is our foundational scripture. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. Those, those seven descriptions of how the Holy Spirit or, 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 or what's what the, the, kind of like the office that the Holy Spirit helps us in, you know, as, as a comforter, as, a, as, a, as an intercessor, as, a, uh, as an advocate, like a lawyer in your life. And he works that way. The, the Holy Spirit comes in ways to help us, but, 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 but there, there, are, there are conduits that work from those offices, if you want to call them that, that you have to understand what he's trying to do in given situations that in the natural you might miss because it's so simple the way he's trying to get something over to us. So hopefully my explanations tonight and the things I'm going to show you in Scripture are going to help us to see that. Remember in verse... um, in verse 26, uh, and I'm just reading this in the New King James, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. Everybody say, all things. So there's nothing, there's nothing in life that you don't need some help being taught about. He's not going to do it for you, but He'll help you do it. I'm going to say it again. As, as you've heard me say many times, the greatest revelation that you can get a hold of and apply to your life is you need help. You were created to need help. He created us to need help from Him, and this, these are the areas that He helps us in, and it covers every area of your life. But to be able to do that, you've got to be taught who He is and how He operates, and you have to know His Word because He only speaks through His Word. He won't speak to you something. God will not come to you and speak to you in fear and try to tell you something. He can't speak in fear. There's no fear in Him. He, he will not speak confusion to you. Well, what would the Holy Spirit say? Well, I don't know. I'm just totally confused. Well, it wasn't Him. See, it wasn't Him, and most of the time it's because we don't know how to process what He's trying to get over to us says he will, I mean, you stop and think about this verse right here. He will teach you all things and he will bring to your remembrance all things that he said. That's what the the Holy Spirit, that's why we've got to meditate and spend time in the Word and have the Word a part of our thinking and and that's why you have to have a daily routine of the Word. It's got to be a part of us so that he can reveal that to me when I need it. I need to be saying something every day like, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. That needs to be a part of what I say every day. But then there comes a time when I'm in the midst of situations that the Holy Spirit will reveal that to me the way I can hear it. And if I'm learning and I'm paying attention, then he says, wait, wait, Bert, no, it doesn't matter what that looks like. No, 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 do not allow that to tell you that that's more real than what I'm telling you right here. 
That's what the devil works overtime trying to do. But the Holy Spirit is real. You, 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 you can entreat him. You can, you can enter into his presence. We're, we're one with him. My spirit and his spirit are one. My spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. If you're born again, your spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. We're one. So, tonight I want to look at something. In, in every time we've taught this series, we, we get here, but I'm going to do this a little bit different tonight. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to look at the nine gifts of the Spirit. We're only going to look at three of them tonight, but I'm going to read about all of them. And, uh, but before we do this, I, I want to... I want, to ex- I want to say this, and I want to explain this in a specific way. Now, don't raise your hand. I'm just, I'm just asking you this. Do you know that your mind and your brain are two different entities? They're not the same thing. Okay? Your mind and your brain are not the same. The Bible talks about the mind of the Spirit. So, my spirit, my human spirit, we're we're a three-part being just like God is a three-part being. There's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father, Word, and Holy Spirit. I, 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 I am a spirit, I have a soul, a mind, will, and emotions, and I live in a physical body. Part of that physical body is my brain. It's separate than my mind. But my spirit and the Holy Spirit, when I get born again, now this is totally different with someone that is not born again because even though they have a a human spirit, that human spirit is dormant. In other words, before you're born again, you're like a walking dead man because this is not me. I'm walking around, and the physical body is breathing, but I'm not alive in God. So it's like I'm a walking dead person until you get born again. It's kind of like on the inside of you is a balloon that's not blown up. And the moment you get born again, that balloon begins to be blown up, and it becomes alive, in other words. My human spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. And, and, and just, just I've, I've said this throughout this series, but I'm saying it again. The Holy Spirit knows everything about everything. The Holy Spirit knows everything about everything. There's not anything that the Holy Spirit doesn't understand and know. And if that's the truth, if the Holy Spirit knows everything about everything, and He's inside of me, then I have access to everything about, to, to know everything about everything. I have access to the everything that he knows. That's what we have to tap and put our faith and confidence in. Now, before I read this, I, I, I've got to say this and, and you've got to get it. Over time, you, you, you have to get this over time, okay? Tonight you can receive it, 
And you're going to let the Holy Spirit really build this inside of you. My brain is what my mind uses to communicate to my body. Okay? And if my mind is not renewed by the Word of God, if it's not daily renewed by the Word of God, then my mind is going to tell my body all kinds of things. If, if you, you know, people talk about, well, you know, that person has a lustful spirit. Well, maybe, but... Part of the problem is they've just never renewed their mind, so they're doing things that their old man did. See, you can get born again, and you still live like you lived before you were born again. Why? Because your mind has never been renewed. Well, when your mind is being renewed, what's happening is there's word out there for the Holy Spirit to reveal to your human spirit, which is your conscience, your conscience is the Holy Spirit and your spirit that are one, and when your conscience begins to challenge you about things that your flesh has been trained to do, when it begins to challenge you, and it only challenges you if you are doing something with the Word, because the Holy Spirit can't reveal air and produce life. And if, if, if all you're doing 24-7 is watching Hollywood and spending time with everything that Hollywood says, Hollywood, for the most part, is not backing up Scripture. Nothing wrong with a good movie. I love good movies. But if that's where you spend all your time, no renewing. So now, now your conscience isn't bringing conviction to your mind. And not, not, now nothing is challenging your brain in how to tell your body what you're going to do or not do. There's no challenge. That little picture right there, we have to get a hold of so that we can understand what I'm fixing to talk about in 1 Corinthians 12, about the nine gifts of the Spirit. Actually, they're not gifts. Actually, in 1 Corinthians 12, the word gifts was added. It's the spiritual things. And actually, what he's talking about is spiritual manifestations that God wants to operate from the anointing of the counselor, of the helper that's helping me. See, who, who, is, that, who, who is all those things? The Holy Spirit that's one with my spirit. He's all those things. He's your advocate, your attorney. You know, no matter what the enemy said, no, oh, 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 not guilty. Because see, God looks at the situation through the eyes of the blood of Jesus. So I'm not guilty. And if you're allowing your advocate to do business on your behalf because you're renewing your mind, you, you know, people say, yeah, but you know, that not guilty stuff, and you know, God says you're not guilty, and then you just keep acting. No, see, See, what people misunderstand is when you talk about grace and empowerment from God, that can only come if I'm doing my part. He's already done his part. He's already 
produced all the power and deliverance that mankind will ever know. But if we don't do our part by renewing our minds and thinking the way God wants us to think, then he can't be a part of what we're doing because we resist him by giving in to temptations and thoughts and ideas that don't line up with his word. And he will not come in and make it happen anyway. And, and I'm, not telling, I'm not telling God the way it's going to be. I'm telling you the way he says it is. It has to operate the way he set it up to operate. Every time, it's, it's amazing how many people that you just, you know, somebody will send me a little clip of this person, that person, to hear these clips of different people, and this person says this, and they disagree with this. And, and I'm, I'm always thinking, why would you send, why would somebody put out there? I mean, I've tried to envision myself getting behind the pulpit and preaching a message that's going to prove somebody wrong. Well, I got this scripture and that. You know, for every scripture you have trying to prove somebody wrong, they got four to, to, to back you up, to, to match what you're saying, to come against you with, in other words. Why, why, why would we do that when we, we've got to spend time knowing what we know so that our lives that are connected with him demonstrate and portray the light of what people need. People need light. They, they're, they're, people are walking around in darkness in their mind, and they need the light, and they need people that believe the Word and are doing what they need to do. They need it revealed on the inside of them so they can be the light to the people. He, he is the light of the world, but what is the hope of the world? He said, Christ in me, Christ revealed in me is the hope of the nations. No other way. God's not, Jesus is not coming down from the right hand of the Father and going and doing something again to help someone out. He's already done it. Now we have to learn how to receive it. And he's given us his word. He's given us the Holy Spirit to show us how to accomplish that. Now, in verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 12, he says this. Concerning spiritual gifts is what the New King James says, but that word gifts is not there in the, in, in the original. So concerning spiritual, you know, understanding spiritual things, you can say it however you want to. Brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And the word ignorant is defined as stupid. That's a, that's a good Texas slang. I don't want you to be stupid concerning, ignorant concerning spirit, spiritual things, how the Spirit of God operates. I don't want you to be ignorant of this. It's vital that you're not ignorant of it. So that means we got to learn, right? So he, so he goes on in verse 4 and he says, there are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. There are diversities of ministry but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit, that's what he's talking about here. He's not talking about, you know, some gift that you get from God and then you, you're going to operate in that gift 24-7. And I'm telling you, a lot of the church thinks that. When you start reading, when we read about these gifts and, and the other six that we'll talk about in the next couple of weeks... When you start talking about these gifts, 
People, people went after gifts in, in, in the, the years that I've been saved. I saw people going after these gifts, trying to make one theirs. That's not what they are. They're manifestations of the Spirit, and notice what he said they're to do. This is what they're, this is what they're for. He said, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of everybody. It's to profit you. What does the word profit mean? To advance. It's to advance you. It's to get your mind clear and clean so that you can allow your conscience to bring conviction to your life so that your body quits doing what it's done in the past. And what are these manifestations of the Spirit? Number one. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings or uh, different types of manifestations of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But watch verse 11. But one and the same Spirit. What Spirit is that? It's the Holy Spirit. Amen? Not just some Spirit floating around out there. It is the Holy Spirit, the person, the Holy Spirit. As John chapter 14 and 15 and 16 all talked about Him as He the Holy Spirit. He the person. He's a He. It's not an it. But one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as He wills. He is our helper, and I'm going to go through these tonight, and I want you to see these gifts are, are, are and see, I'm, I'm so programmed to call them gifts, but they're really not gifts, they're manifestations. And these manifestations are for us as He wills them, as He knows we need them. But what are they to do? To profit everybody around us. But I'm going to repeat this again. I'm going to say this again. I think that a lot of times we miss the Holy Spirit wanting to operate through us with one of these gifts. You have the capability, if you're born again, to operate in all nine of these as he wills them. You, you might find people in the fivefold ministry. I've, I've seen people that are true prophets, not just call themselves prophets, but they're real prophets, real evangelists, um, or, or real apostles or pastors or teachers, either one, different people in the fivefold ministry that sometimes will, 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 will more often than not, they'll operate in one or two or three of these. They'll operate that way. But they, but they operate that way because they're hearing the voice of God and because He's telling them what needs to be said. But before we look at it, we're going to start with, we're, tonight we're just going to look at, real quickly, going to look at the, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the word of faith. It doesn't say the word of faith, but that, that's what it is. It's the word from, from faith. 
And, and, and there's some things that I feel like are vitally important to be explained about what these are not. So let's start with the word of wisdom. He said, but, to the ma- but um, for to one is given, verse 8, one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. It, it did not say that you were to be given the Spirit of wisdom. The Bible actually says that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of wisdom. And the Bible says that He knows all things. So regarding the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, He's the Holy Spirit who is that Spirit. We, we, don't, we don't have some kind of thing that comes on us where we just 24-7, we, we operate in a higher level of wisdom than the rest of the body of Christ. It just doesn't work that way. That's not what it's saying. Actually, the word, word here means a fragment of a sentence. It's not even a sentence. And to one is given a whole sentence. Or one is given a whole paragraph. Some people that have Giving you words, it felt like it was a whole book. I mean, sorry, but it just has. No, it's, it's a fragment of a sentence that is being spoken when the Holy Spirit says they need wisdom in that situation. A word of wisdom always has to do with something in the future. A word of knowledge that we'll look at in a moment always has to do with something that is present or past. I'm going to say that again. The fragment of information, of understanding that the Holy Spirit gives you for someone else, maybe even for yourself, is something in the future. That word of knowledge is something that is present or past. Let me ask you this. Have you, ever, have you ever been somewhere, I was trying to think of a good example, I was trying to think of some examples where I missed it, but I can think of times where I was going to come to, I was going to go somewhere, and, and I needed a separate set of keys when I got where I was going. And I saw those keys, and something said something to me. But I know better. Or I'm too lazy or something. So I just walk on, and I get there, and what do you say? I knew I should have got those keys. So what I'm saying is, what is that and who is that? In the moment, you could cross over in a word of wisdom and knowledge and, and see people say, well, well you know, that, that, that didn't give me goosebumps and like all that kind of thing. Where, where did it say anything about goosebumps? No, he said, he said, to one is given a word of wisdom. 
Hey, have you ever been, and, and this happened to me twice, and I was driving down the road, and, I, and, and Siri was telling me where I was supposed to be going, and I'm driving, and I pass this, and I'm thinking, I think I should have turned there. You know? Oh, well, Siri. Huh? How many times the devil told you something, and something is saying, you need to do this? Uh, no, I'm doing this. The Holy Spirit is constantly present, and if I'm renewing my mind day to day, it's preparing me to have an awareness because with the Holy Spirit, you have to yield to Him, but you have to acknowledge Him. You have to acknowledge the fact that He is there and He speaks like that. Does the Holy Spirit speak like that? You say, well, you know, that, that key thing and the, and the turn and left thing, you know, that's not a big deal. I mean, you know, that, why would you need a word of wisdom? I don't know. But, he, but who's speaking? He said he would give you that as he wills. Maybe you're in the car driving and your wife tells you you should turn right. But I know that I'm supposed to go up three streets and turn there. And she just knew that's where she was, you were supposed to turn. That's the way that the Holy Spirit works. And, and, and one of the things that happens when you begin to create a routine in the Word of God is it deals with pride. Many of us are too proud at times to admit that what's coming to us is the voice of the Spirit. And I'm telling you about something that's in the future, something that's present or in the past, or with the word of faith, okay, everybody that's born again has been born again in what the Bible says in different translations is simple faith. Every man has been dealt the same measure of faith, and it's simple faith. It's the, it's the born again, the foundational faith. But there is a word of faith or a manifestation of faith that is a higher level, that is, that is stronger, that, that we need at times that's more than just day-to-day, everyday faith that needs to be in operation. And he said he would give us that word when it's time, but we have to be able to receive it. How, do we, or how are we able to receive it? That we're confident when he's speaking something to us. Now, um, if, uh, Joey, how do you get better at being a basketball player? You practice. How do you get better at hearing the Holy Spirit? You practice. <laughs> you practice. When something comes and says, grab that set of keys, seems really stupid, but I'm working on something. I'm working on something. Would God care about something like that? I mean, I know lots of people that think that God's only concerned about the really big deals. Yeah, he's concerned about it because he's working on something with you, teaching you how to hear in the moment. There's a passage of scripture in Acts. We've read this before at different times, but it's in Acts 27. And Paul was on his way, uh, Paul was on his way to Rome, 
to go before Caesar and uh, on this trip after he had, you know, when, when the trip was over and he actually did get there, it's not in this passage here, but once he did get there, he was, he was thrown in jail. He was in prison twice in Rome, but in, in this time, he was, he was headed there as a prisoner on a, on a ship. And um, you can go back and read the story, but in verse 9, it says, now when, in verse 9 of Acts 27, now when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, men, now this is a prisoner telling these guys on the ship what to do. I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also of our lives. What was, what was Paul perceiving? Something today or something in the future? In the future. What was it? That was a word of wisdom. So here's Paul. You know, they, they had delayed. It was, it was, there was some spiritual fasting going on, and so the ship didn't sail, and then the, the weather got really bad, and, and so, so they're, they're, they've been delayed several days, and it's looking really bad, but as, as you read in the, the rest of this passage, it said, nevertheless, the Saturian was more persuaded by, I don't know what a helmsman is, but it sounds like a devil, and, and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul. So Paul gave them a word of wisdom but they sailed anyway, right? And, and so many times you can hear something, and why would these guys put stock in a guy that's a prisoner when the owner of the ship and the helmsman, you know, the, the, the conductor, the, the captain of the ship is saying, yeah, we're going to sail. They're out there all the time. This is a prisoner, and what does he know? So what I'm saying is, that on a day-to-day basis, there are things that come to us that seem kind of like that. Why would, I, why would I take those keys? I never carry those keys with me. Why would I turn left right here when Siri says go to the next? Why would I do anything when it seems like? And the more confident we get that we're hearing the voice of God on a daily basis and realize that He's speaking to us as our protector, He's speaking to us as our helper, He's speaking to us as our advocate, our counselor, the one that stands by us, that stands by us. He, he's in front of us. He's, he's our rear guard. He's everything that we need him to be. But, but he's going to speak it to us. Remember, remember, this is the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of wisdom, right? And he knows everything about everything. So the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge predominantly is what God is using to teach us some things so that we can use those words to help other people at the right time and say things. And it doesn't have to be where you're around someone else. Thus saith God! No, just say. Just do it. You know what? Maybe that's not the best thing. I was just... I just had this thought that maybe it's not the best thing for you to travel there. I don't know what, it, it was just something. You know, because some people, they're not going to take this God said kind of thing. And don't throw God cards out there because people are all freaked out about God cards. 
Everybody said God said and God said and then God changed his mind two weeks later. No good. We got to just do this thing because we have a relationship with him and we're learning and developing how to hear that still small voice. And that voice is telling your conscience, this is what you need to do. You've got to practice it. You've got to develop it all the time. You know what's after it? In our men's meeting on Monday night, we looked at Dr. Doug Weiss talked about Revelation chapter 2 and verse 26. And there's a lot that he said to the churches, but he said this very same thing to all of the seven churches. And he said this in verse 26. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give him power, not just over a city, not just over a state, but over the nations. Over the nations. Someone that will keep what, what I'm telling you tonight you develop that, God's giving you and I the power over the nations, over the nations, everywhere that we go. All the missions trips in the next two or three or five years that, that, will, that will happen out of here. We're, we're going in these missions trips and we're getting behind and, and supporting people that are doing things. And, and, and in the midst of that, it causes influence to come in our lives and on what we're doing because we're hearing the voice of God, we're doing what he says to do, and then he's, what he's empowering us to do is have authority over the nations. Where are the nations? Everywhere your foot touches. You go to the nations on this side over here, you guys go to the nations in a different way than I go to the nations in this group. And this. The nations are your next door neighbor out. He gives us authority everywhere that we go because we do the things that he tells us to do because we're practicing how to hear his voice. I just keep thinking over and over and over again how vitally important it is in all of our lives to believe that the Holy Spirit is real, he's present, he wants to talk to us, and that he's ever ready to reveal certain things to us. And the more confident that we're in, we are in him, the more that a word of wisdom, and a word of knowledge, and, and the word of faith to a higher level than just normal faith will operate through your life. I don't know about you, but I, I don't, I don't want to just be a mediocre Christian. I don't want to just play getting by. I want to live on top and not underneath. Blessed always coming in and going out in everything that we do. I mean, on top of every situation. And, and listen, when you're on top, when, you, when, 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 you, when you've maybe fallen off or something's happened, but yet you have the authority to get to the top, you can bring so many people with you. And the only way to get to the top is through the Holy Spirit, the helper, the counselor, the comforter the one that is our advocate, our standby, the one that is our strength. He's the one that is here to help us in every situation. And remember, he won't do it for you, but he'll help you do it. I don't know about you, but, but if, if, you're, if you're picking, some, if this is super heavy and, I, and Dale has to help me pick this thing up and we're picking it up together, well, I'm doing it. Right? I, I, I'm the one doing it. He's helping, but... I'm doing it. 
So I'm not waiting. Holy Spirit, you know, just waiting on you. And, and remember, he's a person, so here he is, and he's just standing here waiting on you. And he has a right to wait. We don't. <laughs> oh, oh but, but Holy Spirit, I'm just, you know, just waiting for you for, for me to get healed and well and set free in this certain area of my life. And he's over here saying, I'm here to help you, but you got to do what I say. And when you're constantly confused and you don't know him, there's no way to develop a relationship with him. I've got to know him. I've got to know his voice, become familiar with that voice so I can do the things that he tells me to do. And where does that start? Where does it start? With a daily routine of the word of God coming out of your mouth, renewing your mind. So that now, what your mind and your spirit man are fighting for is control of your brain. Because you get control of your brain from the Spirit of God, then you've got control of your body, and your body only does what your spirit man says. But if you stay unrenewed, your body's doing all, I mean, one day it's one thing, appears to be good one day, and five days in a row, it's a, you're a nut. Anybody ever felt like a nut? Hmm? Uh, maybe just me. No more nuts. Amen. Spirit-led, doing what he says. It's not easy. If it's easy, everybody would be doing it. But it's simple. It's not hard. What I shared with you tonight, anybody can understand that. And then what you've got to do is take it, apply it, put it to use in your own personal life so that now your life affects everybody else around you. Can you say amen?